It's Lucas Miller, your guest host for the week. Welcome to Radio Headspace and to Thursday. As you know, this week is all about using neuroscience to optimize your energy so you can perform better at work and get more out of life. And a huge part of that is food. When we're busy, it can be hard to find time to eat or we may even skip meals altogether. Today, I'll talk about easy ways to keep your energy up with food and what the research says about smart snacking. So I'll say that I always ate healthy, but I got to the point where I started realizing when I was studying in undergrad that the food I put into my body has a direct impact on how effective that study session was, how much energy I have, how long I can go before I get tired and feel like I need to take a break. And I actually had one episode where somebody gave me a soda before a practice exam and within 10 minutes I passed out in the middle of this practice test and I realized apparently I'm really sensitive to sugar more than some people and I started getting really interested in the relationship between nutrition and how focused and how much energy we have cognitively that eventually led me to get individually certified as a sports nutritionist And now I bring a lot of that background helping people manage their energy levels so we don't have massive peaks but then really big dips where we feel like we're just sluggish and we don't want to do anything. High-performance nutrition means that you're eating food and you're getting fuel that gives you higher energy and more stable energy over a 24-hour period. The number one way to eat when we're trying to optimize for high performance is stable blood glucose. Glucose is essentially sugar, and that's the fuel that we need to do things in the world. If we have glucose levels that are rapidly going up or going down, that's what leads to these highs and then these crashes. The key to maintaining stable blood glucose levels is two things opt for foods that are higher in protein and healthy fats and lower in added sugar. And if you have foods that are really high in added sugars, that sugar gets immediately converted into glucose. Spikes your blood glucose, what goes up must come down. And that does not allow you to stay in that stable range. So foods that are higher in protein, higher in healthy fats, are actually going to delay and draw out that process of releasing glucose. Some do's, some general snacks or foods that I recommend or you should experiment with. We can have cheese sticks, turkey slices. If you like fruit, if you want an apple or banana, just pair it with a nut butter, like peanut butter or almond butter, so that you take that sugar, which is in the fruit, and you pair it with more protein and healthy fats to delay the release of glucose. Healthy nut and seed-based snacks, just go for the raw ingredients, some almonds, or some walnuts. A lot of those prepackaged snacks are actually not that healthy. There's tons of added sugar. Some foods to avoid. If you've ever heard of a juice fast or a juice diet, don't do that. You're getting rid of all the fiber, all the fat. It's basically all sugar. Other foods that are typically considered healthy but not actually granola and a lot of trail mixes, many protein bars. There's just lots of added sugar. 
How does caffeine work? And some tips around caffeine timing. So there is a particular chemical in your brain called adenosine. As we do things, we expend energy, adenosine builds up, and then we get tired. Caffeine looks very similar to adenosine as a very similar chemical structure. It's like an imposter that comes in and it blocks that receptor so that adenosine can't do its job. It can't make you sleepy. That's how caffeine gives us energy. What happens when caffeine wears off, and there's all this adenosine that's built up, and now it comes rushing in, binds to all the adenosine receptors, and then makes you really tired. The number one tip that I have as it relates to caffeine, do not have caffeine right after you wake up. Right after you wake up, your body is producing all sorts of hormones to get your body to a state of increased focus and increased alertness. Don't slap caffeine on top of it because if you do, you will need the next dose of caffeine sooner and each dose is going to be less effective because you're slowly burning out your receptors and your sensitivity. And then when you're hitting that first morning dip, a lot of people experience that around 9 or 10 a.m., that's when you can have your first dose of coffee. If you really don't like what I'm saying and you're saying, I need coffee, I love it, it's my morning routine, it's a ritual, that's fine. Just opt for decaf and then wait to have real caffeine until at least 90 minutes after waking. Okay, folks, that's it for now. Tomorrow is my last day hosting Radio Headspace, and I'll be breaking down the science of how exercise can help us have more energy. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you then.